Welcome back to A Drinking With Dog. It is a gorgeous Tuesday afternoon, early April, the 4th of April. I'm sitting here in studio with a good friend of mine who I'm begging to come on the show to tell some awesome stories from the 80s and 90s in New York City Police Department. Uh, Alan Wong, thanks so much for joining me. Just pull that mic a little bit closer to you. Yep. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Uh, we got a little Tully in front of us. This is a. My girlfriend always asks me, "Is this a drinking episode?" Well, today <laughs> is a drinking episode. Uh, oh, so, it's not every day. No, well, you know what? I my last one wasn't. I had to work. Um, you know, they can't always. I just. I don't want to. You know, you were doing that drink the last one I heard when I was on the road. I, well, yeah, but it wasn't the last one I did. No, no, I know that. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, no, I, I drink it a lot of them. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you are a 20-year vet, New York NYPD. Yep. You started out in 1984. Correct. And you, and you did your 20 years. Yeah. Like you literally retired the, tw- the like the day of, you said January 4th to January 4th. Well, yes, on paper. But I had built up so much vacation. And, oh, I had built up so much vacation and time. And... Uh, I could. I actually could have left in August of twenty twenty of twenty oh three, but I was. I hate to say it, but I was working on cases and yeah. making extra money overtime wise. Uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to work till November and I'll take the holidays off. And January fourth, two thousand four. Nope, you're done. Officially gone. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's before the kind of job hit the fan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like now you see guys retiring left and right. Guys are looking to retire, yeah. you know, for, for whatever reason, morale or just pay or whatever. But the pay was always a thing. But they're doing pretty well pay-wise from what I understand now. Yeah. I mean, good money. Right. Well, yeah. the overtime. The overtime. So that's a public job. I remember reading the New York Post. Yeah. And they would always show the highest paid cops. Right. And some of these guys were making. Uh, Suffolk <laughs> County, New York, Nassau <laughs> yeah. County. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think. For me back then as a detective to make that kind of money, I'd have to like work like four or five hundred hours of overtime just to match their base pay. Right. You know, but you know, people say, well, why don't you take the test and leave? You know, and they said, well, as a matter of fact, if you come, we'll uh, count your New York time. You know, and I'm like, really? It's like, nah, I, I just wanted to. It was like, to me, it was like, nope, I just want to be NYPD. Yeah. To me, it was the greatest show on earth. Right. Right? That's the only one I want to go to. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like being in the, to me, it's like, this is the majors, man. This right. is the show. This is where I want to be. I'm not going somewhere else. And I, and I stayed. I have no regrets. And we talked pre-show. You start, like, your first gig was in Times Square. But before we get to that, you had a really good story about how you got into this line of work. Yeah. I, I was at St. John's University. I was about to graduate. I think you know, and they had a good basketball team back then. Oh, they had Chris Mullen, Chris yeah, Mullen, yeah. Uh, Mark Jackson, mm. Bill Winnington. Um, Mark Jackson was one of my classmates. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. You know, we had Lou Carsaca. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we actually had a good baseball team too. We had uh, John Franco. Oh yeah. Uh, Fra- um, Viola, if you He's remember, Mister Long Island Franco, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, I was about to graduate. The economy was kind of tanking a little bit jobs were you know in my where i want the head was you know maybe not as plentiful work-wise and i was like oh man you know and uh my neighbor across the street her her name is marianne but she was also known as muggable mary 
and uh, she worked for NYPD. She was a legendary. Um, she um, would, you know, work a shift where she'd dress up like an old lady or a nun and hang out in Central Park and wait for somebody to mug her. She, or she dressed up as a prostitute or a druggie <laughs> or whatever, a junkie. And I didn't know any of this until much later on. I just knew that she was a employee of the NYPD. And uh, only did I find out later on from other friends, oh, you don't know? That's muggable. Mary. I go, get out. What is that? <laughs> you know, tell me more, you know. And um, she was pretty cool. And um, they actually made a movie on her, about her, on a CBS movie uh, back then, uh, an actress by the name of Karen Valentine, who uh, played her. And she did TV show, CBS movies. She played in a show way back then, before you were born. It was called Room 222. And uh, But she played Muggable Mary. And, yeah. and, uh, but anyway, like... You know, she goes, well, why don't you go take the test? Go, go get the application. And back then, you know, the, when, the app, when the test came out, you know, you, you, you knew, but not everybody knew. You know, you right. had a, you had, there was a newspaper. I, I forgot what it was called, but it was like a trade paper in New York. You know, it told you when all the transit jobs were coming or MTA or, or railroad or whatever, corrections. So anyway, she said, well, there's going to be a test coming up. Get the application. I said, okay. She goes, go to the precincts in New York. Go to Queens. Go get it. I would hit one and, you know, 20-year-old kid going, hi, sir, can I get this application? Like, what? What do you want? Get out of here. There's nothing like that. Get out of here. Beat it. Okay, sir, thank you. And I walk <laughs> out, go to another one, going to go to another one. And finally I go home with a tail between my legs. And she goes, oh, where's the application? Let's get this thing filled out. And I'm like, I, I don't have it. She goes, what do you mean? Because they said they had none. She goes, ah, all right. I'm going to head on to one PP, one police plaza. I'll go get one for you, and then I'll give it to you, and we'll fill it out. So sure enough, I filled it out. Less than a year and a half later, I'm swearing in. I'm like, you know, I promised to protect and serve, and next day I know I'm in the academy, and uh, after that, I get assigned to Times Square, Midtown South Precinct. And I was like, wow, wow. Times Square. <laughs> yeah. And remember, there was no Disney back then. I love was, it all. There was no Mickey Mouse, you know, Goofy, you know. and uh, The naked uh, guitar player. No, no, none of that. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we had everything you could imagine. Uh, it was wild. I mean, I'm now I'm 22, and I'm looking around, and I was like, what is this? But I also remember as a kid taking the train in to watch these Kung Fu Bruce Lee movies with my friends, you know. And I'm like, and if my parents ever knew I came there and then, I would probably would have been handcuffed to my bed. But, right. But, but then um, now I'm here walking up the, on the deuce, as they call it, 42nd Street, the deuce. I think there was a documentary, by the way, called The Deuce. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix or one of these, uh, you know, streaming uh, channels. But uh, I remember one time, there was a guy, oh, the old timers, they said, uh, listen, kid, you see that guy right there? I go, e no, which one? And they point them out. It was a Hispanic guy in a wheelchair. And he goes, uh, He's the only guy that we don't touch. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, apparently he's he, a uh, Vietnam vet, sold marijuana on the deuce. <laughs> we don't bother him. Right. He's a Vietnam vet. Okay, gotcha. You got it. If you do, you're going to have to answer to us. Okay. I'm a rookie. I just got out of the academy. Whatever you say. Okay. And uh, hands off, man. And then next thing I know, I got transferred to... Uh, Jackson Heights, Corona, Queens, also known as back then as the cocaine capital of the world. Uh, I did plain clothes um, for about a, about a year. 
And then I get, got transferred. Were you to undercover, or you were just uh, playing just plain clothes, going after yeah. robber, robberies mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that, assault. Um, but then I got transferred to narcotics because because uh, crack was getting big. Uh, so I always had that New Jack City. Yeah. So th- you know, it was always about timing. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't really have that so-called phone call, uh, also known as the hook. That term, I never even know what that was when I joined. He goes, "You have a hook." I go, "What do you mean a hook? You mean like a, like a fish hook?" He goes, no, hook meaning right. somebody can hook you up. It's like no. Anyway, I got into narcotics and uh, had a blast. That's where I got promoted to detective. And then uh, a couple of years after that. Um, Somebody was recruiting me for uh, this new FBI task force uh, on Asian organized crime. So, for obvious reasons, mm. there I am. Like, all right, I'll, you'll see in the picture on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> or so, guess by his last name. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I said, all right, hook me up because, well, you know, you have to go to Manhattan. Like, no, I want to get back to Manhattan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was all about Manhattan. I love yeah. Manhattan. To me, the Manhattan was the place. That's it. Where you right? wanted to be. I wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, no offense to any other neighbors, but that's where I want to be. I want to be in Manhattan, New York City, man. And uh, so oh, you're going to be working in 26 Federal Plaza. You're going to be working in a task force with other FBI agents and uh, detectives and stuff. You're working in a building. But remember, you're still NYPD. Right. Remember, every two weeks you get paid, that pay stuff says City of New York. Yeah. Yes, I'll never forget that, sir. Signed off by the commissioner. That's it. Yep. And, I, and I did 14 of my last 20 years with them. So... Uh, you know, we did some good cases. Did you investigate? Well, that I guess it was an internal affairs thing. But nineteen ninety two, I saw the HBO documentary about the five cops that were dealing cocaine in Long Island. Oh, you talking about the seven five precinct? Yes, guys? yes, yes. Um, we heard about it. Yeah, but it wasn't really getting your. Uh, don't know anything. No, yeah. but we we heard it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw what you did saw. You see the HBO documentary? Yeah, he it? he came out clean, man. He was. Oh just, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. He, well, one was a big rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know the funny thing about that is, you know, I, I knew I, I remember I always listened to the old timers, you know, and I had some old timers who were there from the fifties, the sixties, yeah. and they would tell me, "Hey, kid, you ever do a crime? You do it yourself." And I'm like, "Well, I, why would I want to do a crime?" But right. like, "But you ever do a crime? You do it yourself because because you're the only one that can give yourself up. Nobody gives you up but yourself. You hear me?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you got it. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> I never did a crime, but I'm just yeah. like, if I ever do the side robber thing, I'm doing it by myself. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, I, I you know, got some good advice. You ever cross paths with the the Gambinos and any of those people, Gotti? <laughs> Funny you say that. The uh, they had a club in Ozone Park, right? And I was in parked like a two cars from that social club that they were at. I, I wanted to say, I think it was Ravens and something. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, and I didn't even know I was there. I knew I was in Gotti country. Yeah. But I didn't know I was like literally like two or three cars. I was watching someone else, totally unrelated to these uh, mob guys. And there's one or two guys, every 20 minutes guys would come out, smoke a cigarette, and look at my car. Now, my car was, you know, an unmarked, but it was everyone knew. But they kind of knew, like yeah, they, those, those guys even know. though I had a car that was not that Ford Crown Victoria yeah, yeah, yeah. or Chevy Impala police interceptor. But they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they looked like, who is this guy? Right. And then finally, I said, listen, uh, I, I think, I, I think I gotta go, man. He goes, wow, what's up? I goes, I'm riding this place, and these guys, well, where are you exactly? I was like, I'm with. He goes, well, uh, n- dummy, you're right. Like in Gotti, uh, his social clubs, like, like. 100 feet away from you. I'm like, oh, okay, geez. Well, wrong family, you know? So, but yeah, I remember that. But uh, we did some pretty good stuff with the Asian task. We did the uh, uh, Ghost Shadow Gang. Uh, 
um, Green Dragons, which became a movie. Uh, you know, I mean, we've done other things on Golden Venture. Um, so we did some good cases. Were you down in Chinatown? Chinatown, yeah. also in Queens, also yeah. in Brooklyn, where they have their own Chinatown. Um, but uh, you know, there was. Do you a, have a big, a, a big bust? I would say yeah, because the Ghost Shadow case was pretty big. If yeah. people Google Ghost Shadow Gang yeah. or even the Green Dragons, they were pretty big at the time. I mean, they, they were really creating havoc in these neighborhoods. Dangerous. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Extortion, kidnapping, yeah. murders. I mean, you name it. You know. Um, I mean, shit like this. Well, I mean, it's it's prevalent now in Mexico. I mean, I'm sure it's still prevalent in major cities, but right. like it's just every day you read on the news, people are getting kidnapped still, and yeah, it's just, drugs but, are a crazy fucking thing, but, man. But but you know, the funny thing is, like you know, they they held some guy. I forget what they did. oh they robbed a guy's pharmacy in Chinatown oh. on Mott Street. I don't forget, yeah. and they thought they were going to get a quick little score. You know, it turned out the guy had like half a million dollars in his safe, yeah, cash. Because he didn't trust banks, right. which is typical old school Chinese, right, right? Right? They didn't trust banks. But but my so not to interrupt, but yeah. my philosophy with money is like I had a stupid little one. I always keep my cash separate from my wallet. Yes, my wallet has my credit cards, right. and my cash is separate. So if I lose one, I have the other. You're absolutely right. So I would never, if I had that much cash, I right. would never leave it in one spot. Right. I would break it up. Right, right, right. I, you know, I even kept it in my car. In the trunk somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just in case. I always say, cash is gold, yeah. right? I'm going to get mugged tonight. Somebody's gonna, <laughs> he's going to take both. He's going to go, oh, you got two pockets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. No, no, no. I got I got police protection today. Mm. <laughs> You're on detail, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, I had a great time. I, yeah. I, you know, people go, what do you miss? He goes, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the laughs, the adventure, the chase. All that stuff, you know. Did you ever fire your? Uh, Thank no fire my people. Yeah. Never, never, never. Twenty Thank years God. in New York City. Hey, I've, you know what? But I've had it out many times. Yeah. And the funny thing, I you know, the funny thing you say that because I've always told, uh, like, if I see a young guy and we talk, you know, or, or I know someone's kid is going to be a cop, and I and I don't like him, but if they ask me questions, I'll tell them, and I always say this to him. I go, and this was told to me or given to me as advice, and they've always said, listen. You take that gun out of your holster, and you pull that trigger. Your whole life could change. Your whole life is yeah. going to change. Are you prepared to do that? Now, granted, if my guy pulls a gun on you, you do what you well, got to do. Well, you got to do what you got right. to do. Right. Yeah. But, um, but he's also saying, but you know what? You got to really, really, if you're going to just pull it out because you're doing a car stop, or you're pulling out because there's three guys standing there, and you're just ready to go, are you really sure? Are you really right. And it's very hard, you know, like you just said. So this is where I feel the internet skews the whole argument about a lot of not police hate but you know a lot of the rhetoric that goes around so these kids all they see on the internet is cops pulling their guns out right which is probably point zero 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 one percent of when it actually happens right it's just the stuff that's filmed right so that's the perception which is way more than what the reality is right you were 20 years in Times Square, in Chinatown, on drug task force. Right. And you never, or you pulled it out, obviously, but you never shot your gun. Right. That was a... We, <laughs> that we, came out wrong. No, no, because you know what the funny thing is? Um, two of my ex-partners from way before narcotics, they were in a shootout. And, 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 and I saw the difference in one of them. Yeah. You know, he just kind of zoned out. He did his last seven years on the job, just like yeah. kind of not there, you know? Because 
he shot the guy. Right. You know, and then the other one, you know, he was involved also. And uh, he kind of like, you know, okay, it is what it is. It, it affects everybody differently, you know. I don't know how I would have been. I, I, for me, I could have zoned out too. I don't right. know. You know, you talk about. I guess it depends a lot on the situation as well. You know, I hear people go, "Oh, screw him. He's a, you know, he's a dirtbag." I get right. that, but you just... I mean, just look at the Nashville shooting. You know, oh, the, yeah. the the body cam t- tapes of those guys, those heroes, right? Basically, like right. I, I felt like I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like this can't be real. These guys aren't this heroic, right? In general, right? You know, and obviously they're very well trained officers, as opposed oh, to yeah. Uvalde, Texas, where they just sat around and did nothing, right? Um. I, I I don't know. I, that's why I never became a cop. I don't know how I would handle that situation. I think adrenaline would take over, and instincts would take over. But just seeing those cops go in like that amazed me. You you know, funny you say the Evaldi, right? Mm-hmm. And someone kind of caught. I never really money quarterback. I don't like to do it. Right. But someone caught me off guard, and you know, it's like, what do you think you guys would have done? Not meaning me, but NYPD. Right, but what would NYPD? What would NYPD? I goes, we would have got. We would have went in. Yeah. Because we we practiced that. We would have went right in, man. Right. I go, that's what that's what we're you know ready to do. Right. You know, go in. We know we get the plan. And uh, to this day, I'll never know what was on the mind of that commanding officer down there. You know, uh, and then I think he I think he almost got promoted, not because of that, of course, right, but right. but he had another job offer for and totally nothing to do with what happened, but. And they're like, are you kidding me? Are you going to promote this guy? Give I mean, there's the- one damning video evidence, and it's like five of the guys standing in the room yeah. hearing gunshots right. and waiting for the call. To- <laughs> right. What are you waiting for? And, and I think one of the uh, kid's parents, who was an off-duty cop, he went in. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty wild. But but you know the thing, like, did you watch the January 6th uh, thing at that day by any chance? The, the Actually, when it happened? Yeah, yeah. No, I was driving to Florida. I was uh, getting the play-by-play, though. <laughs> I... I um, that was, I, I think, I, I was listening to it on the radio. And yeah. then when I got home, I actually watched it all. Because I was working. And um, I was like, oh, crap. Well, that would never, I was like, when would, I've never seen anything like that. Right. And I think, I, and I never post anything political on Facebook. I really don't. I don't want to get you to criticize me about how I think on, you know, what side or whatever. But I, I, I was just like, the only thing I was really mad was like, you know what, um, you know, this is not this is wrong, and it's not about being political. What's wrong is that you know it's it's you're, you're this building that we're supposed to respect and and, and, and and all that. People are attacking it and doing all kinds of things. I'm like, are you kidding? And you're fighting cops, law enforcement, and and then there were cops that were, well, it wasn't that bad. Like, what? What do you mean that bad? People died, people got hurt, people committed suicide after that. And I was like, well, you know, like I said, like, wow. And I'm like, this is a cop that was saying that to me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. Maybe because you're that close to that particular person in that party. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Not to get political, but I'm just well, like. Well, I don't know. That is like a whole conversation that whole day. There's so many conspiracy theories or, right. um, you know, who actually died. Was it just Ashley Babbitt or, you know, the right. cop they say was murdered. He died of natural causes three days later. Right. Had a stroke or whatever, but maybe the stroke was caused by the trauma sure. of the day, right? You know, and I don't want to get too much into it. No, either. no, I, I like to let it that one play out a little more, right? Right. Um, but you know, obviously Tucker got a hold of the tapes, and you know, now there's some questions that need to be asked. But I just feel in this political climate, they're not going to get asked. Everything I see, it's no, 
uh, you know, it was just it was, it was not a good day. Um, and I and I'll say it today, tomorrow. I've said it already. And I it's a stain on the. It's a stain on it's the a, country. It's a stain on the country. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, and, and when you try to downplay it, you know I don't know how you can downplay it. And and, uh, and then again, you know if you're in law, if you but it's are not, in, it's the only country this shit happens in. No, it happens all over the world. It does, but the you thing know, was, but you would think in America we grew up. But we're like, supposed to be the best. We're supposed right. to be, you know, the people that look up. To and it me. happened there what fifteen I, years ago, I and mean, it wasn't like it, oh, I don't know. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, January six was. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy because uh, like I was in the car too. We were driving, and my friend called me. Said we said, you know, what's going on? And we were listening to Fox News, which is obviously rightly slanted, or more. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's cool, man. They're just kind of standing out there, and you know, an hour later, he's like, yo, some dudes are like scaling a wall. I'm like, oh god, here we go. And that's the mob mentality too. Like, I've been I've never been in a at a protest before, right? But I've been at concerts where like shit gets out of hand, right? And I am the one per I go the other way. Me too. I go the I go the different direction of where that mob I, is. I, I agree with you. If, let's just say you and I were there, and we're probably not in the front, front, right? But right. we're you know we're, we're having a couple of cocktails. You know, towards the we're back. like observing. Yeah. We're like okay, you know, <laughs> waiting to hear Trump come out. And then you know what? And then if you and I start to see that the shit hit the fan. I think you and I pretty much looked at each. We'd look yeah. at each other. Like, Let's go. All yeah. right, we're, we're going. We're Let's leaving. go back to the hotel. Yeah. Let's go to the hotel. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know. I mean, this is now it got out of hand. Right. You know. Right. Whether it was planned or not planned. Right. We're out of here. That's right. not what we came here for. You right. and I. You right. know. But. Ah. Yeah. Nutty. Um, so you're about three years from retirement, and a couple planes fly into a couple buildings in New York. Were you uh, on? Were you working that day? Well, it was a Tuesday, right? Well, yeah, it was a Tuesday. Well, here's the point. Here's the wild thing about that. Um, we were at a Yankee game. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I got into an argument with my then girlfriend, and we're on the train heading back to Manhattan. about the Yankees. Uh, probably something. No, I'm else. just kidding. <laughs> you know, but the game, the game got called. It, it, they didn't finish the game because it was raining. Oh, okay, okay. So we get on the train, we're arguing, and so instead of me staying in Manhattan, you know, um, I said, you know what, screw this. I'm going back to Long Island. I got to get the mail. I got to check on my parents, blah, blah, blah. So I go back out there, and um, next thing I know that morning, I'm hearing things, and right. I'm like, oh, shit. Wait, I'm sorry, where were you living then? In, back then, in a small town in Carl, it's called Carl Place, New York. It's okay. in the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, like 27 miles from Manhattan. Okay. But the thing is, now I'm like, all hands on deck. We got to go. Yeah. We're running in. This is we're, where you charge in. We're charging yeah. in. And um, so now we're there. And I'm like, this This literally looks like friggin' Beirut back right. in the day, right? right. Um, I, I mean, like, Wow. I mean, I had my raid jacket because I didn't have a uniform. I had a raid jacket, blue jeans, you know, and nothing else. No masks, no goggles, nothing. We're just going everywhere looking for survivors, right? Pandemonium. Um, back in the day, we I had, we had two phones with us. We had our regular Verizon flip phone, I right, think. Right, right. Right? And I also had a Nextel. Remember those Nextels? <laughs> well, yeah, right? Well... We used to use that in the FBI task force. We used that instead of the radio sometimes when we're out doing our surveillances. But that day, Nextel did not work. Couldn't even, I couldn't even talk to you if I tried. Yeah. 
You know who came in? Not that I'm doing a commercial, but right. uh, the Verizon flip phone worked. Really? I was able to call. You know? I had two buddies working down at the uh, 7 building. Okay. And I couldn't get... I, they, they made it out, but I couldn't get a hold right. of it. Like they, he's like, dude, he goes, I... I they, he walked across the bridge. Wow. And he finally got into like Connecticut and got a cab and went home and that you know, had a gazillion messages on his phone. The crazy thing is that if I did not have an argument and... You know, go out to Long Island. If I stayed in Manhattan, we were thinking that, well, then maybe I would have been in the towers because I was that close. But you might have been around them. Oh, I definitely would have been. Yeah. Because I'm only 20 minutes away. Right. You know? Right. So, versus coming from Long Island, the suburbs. So now I got to come all the way in from Long Island. Right. But, um, you know, the crazy thing about that is that we all looked at each other. I've never seen such fear. In everybody's face. Yeah. I mean, at one point, someone yelled up. I think they said something like, building is falling. Another building. Yeah. And we're running away from a building. So right. I never ran away from a building. Right. What's going on here? You know? And, uh, you know, now, that night, we were there a long day and night. And, uh, I, and remember now, no mask, no goggles, for about two, three days. Okay? Um, you know, as a matter of fact, that night, they goes, all right, you guys are done. Come back tomorrow morning. But uh, go to the decontamination zone. Yeah. I'm like, all right, where is that? Just by the FDR drive over there. Okay. And it was an old Pathmark uh, shopping center. And um, so we all go over there. We thought it was going to be like a tent, nurses and everything set up. You yeah, know, decontam- yeah. No, it was, a, it was a fire truck. And all they did was they hosed Hose us. Hosed me down. And uh, I basically took off my clothes because they were wet. Yeah. And I drove home in my underwear. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and because and they said they throw that delousing shit. Out no, of they no. hosed us. It? it was like it was like it was like <laughs> a guard hose. Yeah, it was like a big giant the hose oh, that came all, out. Of the, oh, oh god. Yeah, yeah. That hurts. Oh man. <laughs> and I looked at my partners. I was like, "This is a decontamination zone." He goes, "Yeah, all right, all right." Then you know now we're. You know, down at the dig. A couple of days later, after a while, man, you could smell death. You know? Oh, I could imagine. You know, the flesh burning. That, that's nasty smell. And not only can you smell down there, but yeah. you can smell as far up as Twenty Third Street. Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I'll never forget too that f- that first night uh, that we're da- well, the first the day after we were at the dig, and this old guy, and I say old guy, he's probably about my age now. He's in his sixties, and uh, he had that look, and my captain goes, "Hey." find out who he is and if he doesn't belong here get him out of here I mean he's in the pile right so finally I go, I go sir can I help you so he whips out the shield he goes yeah I'm a retired uh, NYPD I'm looking for my son yeah I'm like oh wow uh, alright um, you need me to help you with anything he goes no I'm just wandering around okay and I walk back and the, my boss goes well Juan, didn't I tell you to take, take care I go I did I go He's a retired cop. He's looking for his son. I was like, oh. And then we just went, turned around, continued with the bucket brigade, just looking for yeah. limbs and bodies and oh. whatever. You know, I was like, oh. You know, I was like, man, oh, man. Now, when, when you watch when you watch the old, you know, like every 9-11, you know, leading up to it. Right. You know, documentaries on A&E or whatever. You know, and then you get the conspiracy theorists online. That, right. You know. You know, steel can't melt at this level, and it was a stage that you know. Not that the not the people that died in the attack didn't happen, but like how it happened and why. Right. 
I mean, what do you what do you say to that? Because I'm in the middle on conspiracy theories. Like some, I just like completely like you're an idiot. Right. Shut the fuck up. Correct. You know. Yeah. And then some of them like like I watched the um, the Malaysian flight on Netflix. Did right. You watch yes. That yes. Yes. I'm I I am under the conclusion myself is what yeah. I took from it that yeah. we were the ones that took that thing down. Not of intentionally. All the theories they had, right? But not intentionally. No, intentionally. Oh, intentionally. Okay. Because we had the cargo on there that was heading to China that we didn't want on there. It was oh, kind okay. of in the third episode, and they were like, you know, there was like three or four conspiracies. One was like so stupid. The other one was like, well, the plane wouldn't have traveled all the way into Russia. Well, you that know? was the other one, right? Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, and then there was the one where. There was like lithium ion batteries and something else that technology that they didn't want the Chinese to have. And they had some kind of intel that the Chinese were going to confiscate the plane when it landed. Right. So they blew it up. Right. Which was in the opposite direction for where it was heading or something like that. I don't right. know. I mean. So now the other one that I, was, that I heard was the Russians took it down. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then they got this like weird dude who's like going to Madagascar and finding like a big piece of white chunk of a thing and like okay I found the <laughs> remains of this plane it's like and like there's no conclusion to the story so my point is like 9-11 it, it's gotta be more I'm not on this like I've seen fucking videos where the planes didn't even exist right. they were hologrammed in the air because right. there's this like one video where you see like the tail disappear in an earlier building before it hits the tower right it's all grainy and shit. Like, I don't fucking know. Right. But you were there. Right. Like, you weren't there when the planes hit. No, no. But but I know people that were there when the planes hit. And there's plenty of videos that show the planes hit. Like, right. Like, come on. These yes. weren't just detonations. Yes. Like, people right. in the planes died. Right. You know? Um, what do you say to those guys? Like, just being there. Like, is it just something where you're like, you know what? <laughs> believe what you want to fucking believe. I was at Ground Zero. I was there. I saw it. Or... As a police officer, do you have an investigative mind where, like, you know what? You know, who really did do this? Like, right. everyone blames it on Bin Laden right. and all that. But Bin Laden used to work for us. Right. You know? So it's like there's got to be more than just one dude planning out this huge attack. In my mind. I'm still a believer that the Saudis had. Sa- yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, it wasn't just him alone. You know, even though he did come from a very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. But I believe Saudis were, you know, even though they claim to be our friends, right? right? Taking our golfers. Taking our golfers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and giving, you know, whatever, money that, you know, that they would never even get from the PGA. But what I'm getting is uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that the Saudis were big time yeah. involved. Yeah. And this is only, now this is not initially, this is only years later. Nobody thought that initially, no. Right, no, right. no. It was always, you know, Bin Laden, Bin Laden, right? right? But but yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, definitely Al-Qaeda, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it, it just, things start to come out that you know. But, you know, if people go, oh, did that, you know, what really happened? What, maybe the, was it really the planes? Like, where were you? What were you talking about? You, you, there was a planes, you know? Right, right. right. You know, what, what are you talking about? People actually ask me this, and I'm like, I could walk away. I'm like, First of all, I'm like, are you drinking to the point where you just have no clue what you're saying? Right. I go, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty my, much. My, one of my best friend's father was working at the Pentagon that right. day. Oh, wow. And he would have been dead right. if he didn't go to the gym at the Pentagon, which is on the other side. side. It, w- it hit his office. Right. 
when that plane landed. And that was a plane. Yeah. <laughs> and the plane that went down to Pennsylvania was right. a plane. So they went three for four. You know, like they, they hijacked four planes and right. three of them. But have you ever met anybody that says, I don't believe that there were anything involved with planes? Or something? No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, my point was the extremism that, that some people will post online about, you know, they're not denouncing that the buildings collapsed. They're just, they're, they're just trying to justify who's involved, who's involved and how they went down. And was it just the United States involved? Um, a lot of weird shit. Like I've talked to engineers that, to this day, are like there's no way those planes could have generated enough heat to make that collapse without a detonation inside that building. Right. You know, and to me, that's trust the science. But in the last couple of years, do we really trust the science? I don't know. So it's just, I'll put it to you this way: it fascinates me. Like I really, I, I like seeing different sides of everything. Uh, I was asleep all morning that morning. Okay. I was hungover after a uh, well, uh, hey. after a golf tournament. I woke up at eleven thirty. Uh, I'm three hours behind what's going on. I turn on my usual sports center, and obviously they're just broadcasting this. And right. I look at my answering machine. If you remember those, yeah, oh, speaking yeah, of yeah. flip phones, yeah. I look at my answering machine, and there's twenty messages from my mother. Are you okay? Are you okay? Right. Like, are you, you? We're under attack. We're you know, like we're at war. You know, like who, like I didn't, I missed all of that. You know, um, meanwhile, you're in the city dealing with it all, but it's, is, but it's commendable to me, but it's something like you never could imagine. I mean, think about it. The, before that attack, right? There was another one at the World Trade Center you, year, you know, a couple years prior. Yeah. Right. But, but what I'm getting at is like, they, they call that the trial run. The right? trial run. Right. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with yeah, right. it. Right. Was, it wasn't the same group. Right. Well, here's what crazy thing is though. And, and it's not crazy. Here's the thing that I always tell people is. You have to realize something. We were not prepared for anything like that. We were never prepared for anything like that. Right. Because if you think about it, who, who in their right mind would even think about attacking the United States? Who would even think about coming here and doing that? You're not doing that. You're, and, it's not and, and they're suicide missions. Right. Right. They do it in all the other countries. But that's the, that's the religious side of it. Right. That is scary. Yes. In some aspects. Right. But, but, it's, but that really made people, all of a sudden, they woke up. They're like, whoa. Right. This could. This won't be the last time. Right. Or at least last attempt. Oh no! It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Oh, 100 percent. You know, especially with China buying up all our oh, fucking God. shit in this country. You, you know, and then um, you know, and I always tell people, listen, China's um, they make they they they're, they've become a really rich company, right? I remember 30, 40 years ago, not they weren't struggling to feed their people, right? But you know, they weren't all in on technology. You know, I mean. Hey, listen, you got people that work there that started Alibaba, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, and, and you know what? Okay. You can start Alibaba, but you know, some of that wealth is coming back to the communist party. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's the crazy thing, you know, well, that's and, different between a communist country and well, a free country. But, but don't, I always say this, listen, they, they need us in a weird way, but they do. Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, think about the economy. It, it's money making. They just gonna get. They're gonna get richer. That's all. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, I had a friend of mine. I had discussions with a couple of guys that uh, where you know sometimes they come over and talk about. I know this one guy from years ago. He, he was in the armed forces, not West Point grad, but he was in the armed forces, and he's very very knowledgeable. I don't know, maybe he hangs out with people that know, but but he kind of said something to the effect like, if we went hand to hand combat right now with China, like mano mano. Yeah. We'd probably lose because they have a billion guys over right. there. 
you know, that are there's, willing, willing and able. Right. And, right. Well, and, and not that we're not willing and able, but we don't have numbers wise. Right. We don't, you know, numbers. All right. You got one right. billion. We got like 700 million. All right. right. You, you're going to win with that last 300 million. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, no we have what? 330 million. So you're just talking about pure population. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but you got to realize uh, apparently over half of them are Democrat. Right, and those guys are going to be fighting with, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> fighting with dildos. And <laughs> <laughs> but this is where they're all going to come back and want the Republicans to fight for them. But his, and then he goes, he goes, but like you know, Russia, they they they, can, they fight us, but they fight us with hacking, you know. Yeah, it's Cold War. Because they, if we right. ever went toe to toe, he goes, their army's not that big, not right. that good, and they can't even take out Ukraine right now. No, they can't. He goes, right. we'd kill them. We'd right. kill them. He goes, we'd destroy them. And he's like really like, and again, he's very knowledgeable. And he explained it. And he goes, they just, they just can't. Right. China is different. He goes, it's just manpower. He goes, they just, they just can, you know. He goes, that's kind of scary. What are you like pro-China? He goes, no, no, no. I'm just telling you the numbers. Yeah. And he goes, it, it can be. He goes, but, but, but that, they're so far away though too. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But he also said, but, but you know what? But now they're involving in cyber they're, they warfare are. with us too. Yeah. You know, but, ah, uh, you know, it's. You know, yeah, this is a royal rumble. Like U.S., oh. well, we get killed. Oh yeah, but technology and like I just read an article the other day that China wants to triple or quadruple their uh, nuclear empowerment within the next twelve to thirteen years. Right, which is just scary because you don't, you know, you you watch movies, you read history about United States and the world, and all the evil people that have come across the Hitlers and. All those guys, and it's like, you know, even like like Putin now, like he's he's declining in health from reports. Right, he's getting older. Yeah, and he's embarrassed by this Ukraine operation. Maybe the guy's, just, and he's a dictator, so maybe the guy's just like, All right, let's fucking drop a nuke on him and call it a day, and then that just kills the whole planet. I mean, I mean, not that we haven't dropped a nuke before, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. It was a long time. It was a long time. Yeah, ago. yeah, a long time ago. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know. I mean, I, you know, when I look at people, they go, "Oh, you know, we got." I go, you know, I don't, I don't want to ever see us go to war. You know, I mean, uh, you know, but you, we have to do what we have to do. We have to protect ourselves. Yes, I get that. You know, but uh, this, there's, you know, when I see all the countries, you know, that fight, that do what they have to do. Uh, they have to fight this evil regime. You know, it's a military regime. You know, in Central and South America. Right. But you know, I said, you know, people. I go, we don't have that here. Right. I hopefully we're never going to go to that. You know. Well, I mean, one way to look at it too is like, all right, if you look at China and their military and our military, it's all. It almost amazes me how, uh, like a, a country like China can instill into every single soldier right this is what we have to do yes like there's no it's almost like they're robots right you know and in this country you know i've talked to rob o'neill the guy that killed obama right like he's like wait a second this shit we're not doing the right way here right like morally or ethically like what's going on you right. know i feel like some of these other countries i think russia actually some of their soldiers are like man 
Yeah. What are we doing here? Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, but I feel like China is not one of those countries. I feel like I mean those guys or or North Korea. No. You know. No. Which doesn't have the capabilities of China at this no, moment. No, no, no. But, but 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 I think North Korea kind of looks to China almost. They're lockstep with their. They're like that's Big Brother. Yeah. Without saying it. Right. Right. You know. Um, well, they're part of that new. Are they part of that new alliance they just formed? I think they are. I think they are. It's Russia, China, yeah. North Korea joined in. Yeah. Right. Brazil. And I think Iran. Iran, yep, yep. Uh, and that kind of got brushed to the side. Like, that's actually major news. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. no one really pays attention. You know, the, you know, just, I don't have any children. I mean, no. I I am the kid, man. You look at me. I don't have any either. I am the hey, kid. cheers to that. All right. <laughs> I am the child, bro. <laughs> and my friends can tell you I am the child. But you know what? You know, I have nieces, of course, and I just always tell them, I go, listen, um, I know you guys are on your phones a lot, and right. I hope that you're just not, you know, chat with your friends. I said, I hope you're aware of what's going on in this world. Um, you know, be, I'm not saying be scared, but, you know. Be, be aware. Be aware. Be aware. You know, and if you don't like something, you have a right to speak up. Absolutely. You know, um, we went to the, uh, um, at that shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really touched by those kids. Um, I thought they were very intelligent uh, good speakers, um, and you know, and I was like, "Wow, for these high school seniors and juniors to to come out and you know protest." Right. I was impressed, you know, because at that time I was like, "Oh, you know, you know, all this Instagram and this and that, just worried about everything, but what's really going on?" Right. So I said, "You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to their protest in DC. I'm gonna check this out." Yeah. And I went, and you know, I gotta tell you something. I heard the speech. Um, you know, and, and they basically, in a nutshell, they basically said, you know, we're tired of this uh, nonsense. We're tired of this talk. You know, we're tired of you praying. I don't want to hear your prayers. And I was like, good for you. Right. You know, and that, it, you know what? That, that, that bothers me too. Yeah. The Is prayer? That, the prayer stuff. I know. I, like, oh, my <laughs> prayers. My pra- you know what? I don't want to hear your prayers. Oh, I did my part. I kneeled before bed, which they probably didn't even do. Right. They just put it on the internet, so now they're absolved of all their sins or oh, whatever. Yeah. It annoys me. It's funny you say that. I knew a, I knew, I knew a boss, um, Monday through Friday, piece of shit. Yeah. Nastiest guy. Most horrific boss we ever worked for. Nasty. Nasty. Just bad man. Evil man. <laughs> Evil. But was because, he a commissioner or no? No, he was a lieutenant. But because he was a lieutenant, not because of a lieutenant, but because he went to church on Sunday. Oh, he he felt like he, yeah, he felt yeah. like it cleansed him. And then Monday, back to being a jerk off. I want to do a show one day on religion. I really do. Uh, not just Christianity or no everything, everything. You know everything. I think it's one of the biggest uh, hypocritical. It is industries out there. It is. Um, but I see. But but I don't. I don't really practice, so I so I kind of keep my mouth shut. But I, I but I am but I do like study it a little bit, like yeah. you know everything. I'm like, oh wow, interesting, you know, because especially in my line of work, you know, I, I kind of know the holidays now, right. you know, whether it be Ramadan or, or, or Good Friday or Ash Wednesday or any. Yeah. There's more Jewish holidays than I knew. Before. Oh yeah, okay. I used but, to love them as a kid. Get all those Mondays. <laughs> but I respect all the holidays. I respect. I do respect all the religions. But then when it gets to be you know, you kind of Here, here's it. my thing, Alan. Yeah, I was I was young. I went to Sunday school. I didn't like it. My mom was super cool and said, "You don't have to go." Oh, it's good. So I got out of it, and now I'm like getting into sports. I'm like ten, eleven. 
The Patriots in the Super Bowl in 1985-86 against the Bears. I can't remember who said after the game, but there was a very religious guy on Chicago, and he said, you know, God was looking down on us. And immediately, at 11 years old, my reaction is, they don't like the Patriots. Like, God wasn't looking down. There's, right. there's no one religious on the Patriots that God was looking down on. Right. So as a, from a sports perspective, I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would – like, what's your backstory? I don't know. And then immediately I'm like, I, I, I just – I don't think God should be I – don't, I don't mind people with faith. Have at it. No, I do. I agree. Right. You know what? If that's your thing and that makes your life better, then I'm all for you doing that. Right. It's just not for me. Right. I don't want it pushed on me. No, me too. I, you know, I don't want any of that. And it hasn't really been. But, you know, you you know, the, the days of the Jehovah's Witnesses walking well, door to door. Well, funny you say that. They knocked of, on my door today. Did they really? Yes. Come on. I swear to God. I just thought it was over. I was no, about to say it's over. They knocked on the door. And Come I was like, on. I was working. I was on my computer. And I heard knocking. I went down. And. It was uh, two ladies, a uh, uh, Jehovah Witness. I'm like, wow, you guys are still around? Oh, you know what's funny you say that? Uh, uh, my mother lives in Florida in the winters, and like two years ago or three years ago, I was down there, and uh, she wasn't home. She was working, and knock on the door, and it's Jehovah's Witness. Now I'm only there for a couple weeks, right? right. I'm just visiting. And I said, ladies, no offense, um, not for me, right? but I pranked my mom. I said, mom, <laughs> is all about this. Come back tomorrow. I knew I was golfing the next day. I said, come back tomorrow around 3 o'clock. Right. She would be more than happy to talk to you. <laughs> uh, I don't think they actually even came back. But <laughs> No, I, I think it's a funny story. But, it's and again, it's not knocking the Jehovah Witness. Let me be clear, okay? Um, oh, I could knock them. Okay. But I remember I was, I guess I could too. It's not like I'm running for office or anything, right? But I remember as a kid, um, I had a kid on my team, baseball team. Yeah. He was a Jehovah Witness. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that was some religious Christian thing, right? Yeah. And um, I said, hey, we know we got a game on such and such day. No, no, me and my family, uh, we're all going to go to uh, Belmont Racetrack. Yeah. I go, Belmont Racetrack? He goes, yeah, uh, Jesus Christ is going to appear that day. I go, what? Jesus Christ is going to appear at Belmont Racetrack. Yes. Supposedly, like, yeah, they all went. I mean, huge. And I think Jesus Christ didn't show up. Come and, on, I heard he's been down to Belmont. <laughs> uh, but isn't that wild? God's but, union horse. He's gonna go to Belmont Race, right? Just, wow. just be, yeah. He yeah. thinks God's gonna. He show was up? coming. I mean, Jesus Christ. Gonna and I never up? forgot that. You know, little things like that when you were a kid. That's, that's just stuck in my mind. Jesus. Christ. I think my favorite thing is that God is Jewish, or uh, Jesus Christ is Jewish. Right. Like, like that's just. I don't know. You know, I think it's fucking hilarious. I, you know, what's funny, hilarious. It's just that, like, again, you know, they look at me. They go, "Oh, you must be Buddhist." I go, "No, I'm not a Buddhist." So, you know. I'm not even. People call me like atheist. I'm not even that. I'm, I'm not just, either. What's that other word that when you're not really practicing agnostic? Uh, yes, yes, agnostic. Yes. So, and I have my issues, but I, I don't. Again, I don't say it because right. you know it's like, well, you have no game in this. You can't say it. I'm like, okay, fine. But I just say it because of what I observe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but you know what? I, I always, and not to do it, but some of my friends who, whether they be Jewish or Muslim or, you know, Catholic or a different uh, Christianity or whatever, and I know the holiday and I know what it's about. I know what's, and they go like, come somewhat impressed that I would know this. Right. You know? And they go, you know that? 
I go, yeah. I've been at enough weddings and funerals. I picked up some stuff. In <laughs> but the I church. told him, I go, you better, you better get home. It's going to get dark. Yeah. You know, like, oh, all right, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, well, all right. So, so let's transition a little bit. So UConn wins the basketball tournament mm-hmm. last night, right? Which congratulations, right. UConn. Yeah. I have been a fan since 87, 88, Cliff Robinson years, oh, wow. uh, right into Chris Smith, Scotty Burrell, all the way. I've been following them forever. And, you know, they've had some down years recently. And uh, here's my segue. So Sonogo right. and three other guys, I think two other guys on the team are Muslim. Right. So this is their Ramadan period. Correct. So these guys cannot eat or drink water during the game. No. Well, well during daylight. Right. So all day long, they've had no water, no right. nothing. Right. And these guys are going out and dominating yes. on the basketball. Court. Yes. Dominating. Isn't that unbelievable? It's one of the best runs I've ever seen. Like, So I went to one game this year. So they start out the year, no expectations, because they really haven't had any in four years. I like the Hurley hire, um, but we're like, all right, let's see what happens. And we knew Sonogo was a force. Right. We didn't know much about Klingon, but he actually was is not an inc- uh, uncoordinated big white guy. He's actually pretty good. And Hawkins made a big step from freshman to sophomore year. So they get all the way up to number two in the nation, undefeated, and then they just kind of get into Big East play. And Big East is now becoming a power again. And they lose some games. I went to the Providence game uh, at Gamble. And the line was like seven. And my buddy Hawkins that took me wanted to bet it. But you right. can't bet UConn on FanDuel in Connecticut. Never knew that until last night, by the yeah, way. Yeah, oh, dude, everyone's like was asking me, yo, can you get a bet in for me? <laughs> right? Because I got some guys. So I'm like, I'm watching the game. And I turn to Hawkins and I'm like, these guys could win it all. Like, oh, they, no. they, they torched Providence. Won by, like, 20, 23. But let me ask you honestly, though. Before yeah. the before the tournament, did you think they were going to win it? I wouldn't say I thought they would have won it because, you know, there were good teams in it that just got knocked out. Right. Right. But after the, after the first two rounds when they went to the Sweet 16, I thought we could easily win it. And then when we got to the Final Four, I'm like, this is a layup. The but, Final Four was a layup. But I just heard... Every win during the tournament was more than double digits. Yeah, every one. Wow. So it's happened a couple times. Actually, it happened recently. Uh, Villanova did it in 2018, and then North Carolina before that, like 2014 or whatever year they won it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, watching last night's game, so I bet on it. Right. So I bet every game, except for opening day, opening tournament game. The first one. I didn't bet that one. I bet $100 on them every every game along the way and won them all. And... So last night was nine, right? right? It was seven if you had FanDuel and drove up to Massachusetts. But since I had to use a private independent bookie, right. this dude's getting killed because like everyone's calling him for UConn games. Wow. Everyone wants to bet UConn. Right. And UConn covered every single game of the tournament. That's right. So this poor guy is like, all right, there's line seven. I got to make a nine. And they still win by 15. Yes. You know? So uh, what a great run. I've watched all their runs. I don't think there's the star factor of this team. Like, if, if if Hawkins goes pro, which I hope he stays, he didn't have a great game last night. I don't see these guys. These guys might run the table next year because they got three top 100 recruits coming in next year, too. Wow. They're actually calling them the Mini Fab Five because there's two other guys that really? are, like, like, top recruits as well. I mean, Hurley, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with Hurley, man. He came in. Uh, the Kevin Ollie situation, I know Ollie won a title, but... I don't know. He, he I don't know. It, it kind of sucks how it ended because I, I always liked Ollie as a player for us. 
when he when Ali came, would the team he had did he inherit that team or was that his recruiting? Uh, so by the time he won the title, was kind of both. Both, okay. yeah, a little mix of his, a little, a little mix, mix of his. Prior. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, now, but this is all Hurley because he's been. This is his fifth year, so right. this is all all his imprints. Right. I knew last year, like, all right, Hurley's got Hurley knows what he's doing, and I know he wants to win, and I feel like UConn's a good spot for that twenty year coach. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Now, like, let's say they. They probably won't win it next year because it's so hard to do. But let's say they make the Final Four again. You right. know, like he's not going anywhere. I don't think, and he's young. No, he's a young guy. He could be Cal. He could be our guy for the next twenty five. Oh, years. I think so. Yeah, you know. Now let me ask you: the the the, the Hurley that finished the game was that his son? That was his son. Yeah. Oh, it was his yeah. son. Yeah. Yep. I'm going back and forth. I go. Are you sure that's his son? Not his nephew. Nope, it's but, his son. Okay, okay. And he's just, he's jumping around like a little girl. I know, like like, like you hit the game winning three. So but, now, no, it's exciting though. It's no, fun. no, I know, but I don't watch every UConn game. Neither do I. I mean, so yeah. the, the the friend that was sitting next to me, he watches every game. So he goes, "Well, he only comes in when they blow out another team, and he yes. get, and he gets him gets him the ball, gets him in for the last thirty seconds, and he touches the ball. Right, and that's it. Right. I go, okay. And basically, his dad probably told him like, "Don't shoot. Right. Just kill the clock." Yeah, we won. Right. That's it. Don't right. show anybody up. No. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Good. That's what okay. he did. Yeah. But I got. But then I said to him this last night. I said, you know, I get it. UConn's a great organization, legendary, blah 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 blah. But and I know my father's. A, you know, now I know if my father or family member is is the head coach, and uh, I can go there and play, but I'm not going to play. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe me. A lot of those players go to mid, more mid majors and play. Me. Okay. So maybe I'm not really Big East material. Right. Right. And starter. So I might go to something smaller so I can play. Right. That's just me. I I had a friend in college, uh, George. What the hell was his last name? Like McClickle or something. He was a cornerback for University of New Haven. And this is in 1992. And he was all state from like Georgia. Right. He was quarterback. Right. Right. I said, "How'd you end up at UNH? Because he, he wasn't playing quarterback right now, right?" I go, "How'd you end up here?" He goes, "Well, you know what?" He goes, "I had a scholarship to go to Tennessee, University of Tennessee." Okay. Phil For- Phil Fulmer was the coach then. He pulls me into his office and he says, "Here's the deal. You might make the field by your senior year, but you're going to get." either a really nice ring or a Rolex watch every year because we're going to be in a bowl game. Right. Or you can go play mid-major, D2, right. and start. Right. And he's like, I didn't really care about that stuff. I wanted to play. Right. And I was like, awesome, man. Yeah, I think that's you know? pretty awesome. And he played. And actually, he played two years at UNH and then transferred to a bigger school. Like I think he transferred to East Carolina. Okay. Which is D1 and yes, played yeah. for them his final yeah. few years, you know. So East like, Carolina, they had their yeah. run for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and that was kind of back then too. Like yeah. They had some yeah. good teams back then. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, look at UConn women. Like, when they had their really big run. Like, they're still there. They're, they're not still gone. There. They're not gone. They're not gone. But they haven't won a championship in a while, right? Right. But when they were winning all those championships, their second team. Right was made up of all Americans that would probably make a good run right. in a tournament. Just right, 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 right. Without the fucking wow. starters. That's how good they were. But now, you know, these players are... I think UConn put women's basketball on the map. Oh, and, definitely. And now they're like, you know, well, let's get into it. We got, you know, Angel Reese, 
from LSU. LSU. They won the title. Right. Against America's sweetheart. Yes. You know, Caitlin Clark. Right. Honestly, I don't watch women's basketball. Uh, unless there's a UConn. Unless UConn's in the Final Four. But I watched the Caitlin Clark game against the Final Four against um, South Carolina. Right. And, also a powerhouse. Yes. Who hasn't lost a game in a, well over a calendar year. Right. And there's no reason they should have won. Right. South Carolina out offensively out-rebounded them by like 30 rebounds. Like they were just so much bigger, stronger, physical. But this girl like just was had swagger, shot the threes, oh, yeah. made the threes. And obviously the big controversy now, she did the little John Cena, you can't right. see me walking back to her, you know, bench. So then the girl Reese from LSU with like seven seconds left to play or whatever it was, chases Caitlin down. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. Right. She's literally going Does after the, her. That, the, that, that same John Cena thing and then starts putting the ring on her finger like right. she's the champion. Right. Face value, I don't care. Right. I love. I grew up on Larry Bird. Larry Bird was one of the biggest shit talkers there was. Right. The one thing that gets me, though, is Larry Bird would shit talk you to your face the whole fucking game. Right. That's what he did. Right. I, I, I watched most of the game. I didn't see. Okay. Funny you say that. Because I'm a New York Knicks fan. Grew yeah. up in New York. I never knew Larry Bird was a trash talker. Biggest one in the history. Never of the knew game. that. Yep. Never knew that until because of YouTube and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, watching the old videos, right? Yeah, yeah. And you now you you know they go like goes who is the biggest trash? Who's the best? Oh my God, Larry Bird, Larry uh-huh. Bird, Larry Bird, Larry yep. Bird. I go really. I'm all. I'm thinking they're gonna say you know Michael Jordan yep. or, or whoever. No, Larry Bird. He would tell you the whole where he's gonna shoot. Yeah. He would tell you how he's gonna beat you. Yeah. I'm like Larry Bird. Now I'm a I, don't get me wrong I'm a Nick fan but I have major respect for yeah. Larry Bird I thought he was great to watch I still will put Larry Bird over LeBron any day and there's so much bias in me for Celtics well but I get like that but like seriously like and I grew up when I was a kid watching it so I'm more influenced by that too. so did you know he was a trash talker when you were a kid no. No, because they they didn't really talk about it. When I was a kid, these games were fucking on tape delay. Oh, really? Yeah, so when... Yes. A lot of those fucking NBA Finals games were on tape delay. Okay. Yeah, it was nuts. So the Larry Bird video comes out, like his cassette tape, Larry Bird highlights, right? Yes, And I remember Xavier McDaniel. Oh, sure. Okay, so the funniest trash talk ever was against him. So he's playing against him. I forget who he played at the time. And there's like... Celtics down one, four point one seconds left. Right. Inbounds coming to Larry. Larry like kind of elbows Xavier and says, "I'm gonna get the pass right here. I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna shoot it in your face, and I'm gonna win the game." Right. This is Xavier McDaniel telling the story. Yes. Not Larry. Right. So the inbound comes. Larry does one dribble, turns around in Xavier's face, drains the shot, and he fucking walks away. And Xavier walks up to him, and Larry goes, "I'm fucking pissed." And Xavier's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I left you guys 1.2 seconds. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Larry. So, yeah, so, like, all this, like, shit last night or two nights ago, I mean, I see where everyone's saying, like, Caitlin really just kind of did it to her teammates. This girl chased the other girl down. They didn't really argue the whole game. Right. I didn't um, look at right, right, right. They weren't, like, going at it they during the game. They weren't going at it during the game. Right. They didn't guard each other. I it was think. only, like... The seven, eight seconds before yeah, the end. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you doing? Right. Just walk away and enjoy yeah. it. Like, that's, that's to me, 
class. Let's just walk away as a winner. That's it. But again, we live in the world we live in. Right. Like, they know they do this shit. It's going to be talked about. Right. Like, that's the motivation now. Like, Ugh. oh, I'm going to get... Like, she got Stephen A. Smith on SportsCenter talking about her. Right. You know, like, that's what the, that's all it is. I like, know. I don't really even care at this point. Like, everyone's, like, up in arms. Like, gives a fuck? She's getting the hits on social media. She's making money off of it. All the shit that people do... Like like you said, you didn't even know Larry Bird is a shit talker until after Never. he retired. Never. Right? Never. So now in the world we live in, this is what it is. Get used to it. That's how it's going to be. Right. So I hope we... But I, but I do want to see shit talking in-game, live game, in-game. That's fine. Right. But once That's again, how I like it. But see, my thing was, you know, I remember... See, years ago, uh, I coached Little League, right? And I remember I used to tell the kids, I go, you play your butt off, you play as hard as you can. You know what? I don't care. We win or lose, shake hands. Right. And that's it. Right. That's it. Right. Um, and I don't care. I never would say that, but I don't care if they cheated. You still shake their yeah. hands. That's like a hockey line at the end of the game. And yeah. basketball does it, too. They end up lining up. Well, I guess one girl got punched a couple uh, weeks ago. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she didn't see that coming. I no. saw that. I watched it like three times. Yeah. Like, Whoa. That was a sucker punch. And I think she got locked up. She got, she got, well, yeah. She got arrested. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh. Speaking of arrested, Trump, I think, as we're speaking, is being arraigned in New York. I, someone said maybe tomorrow now. No, I know. I, think, it, I don't know. I didn't check. I have to check. I don't, you know, I don't have my live news feed going, but he was he was at Trump Tower this yeah, morning. Yeah, he was at Trump Tower. So being an ex-NYPD cop. Right. Um, yeah, he answers plea arraignment, a hearing, indictment unsealed. Um, if you were, so you've been in, let's say you stayed an extra 20 years, right? Right, right. And you became commissioner. Ooh. At one point, like you're the top cop, right? They right. call it the top yeah, cop. Yeah. You're the number one dog. Two things. Yeah. How would you, as a top cop, are you really saddled by your mayor or by politics, or can you actually like you are saddled by your mayor? Okay, so so the laws you have to still. When I say the laws, like there's catch and release in this city. Like oh yeah, like, like it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, they're letting criminals run free. Yes, and oh, recidiv- recidivism is right. at all time high. Right. What would you do differently? We'll kind of end the show this way before I finish my final little rant. But what would you do differently? Or are they doing the right thing? Or like the state of New York policing right now with the laws. Like, let's throw Trump out of it, actually. Well, that's, he a, that's a clown show. That's right. a clown well, show. Well, that's he is out of it. He right, is out right, of it. Right, right, right. So, so funny you say that because I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. So, because I go to New York three times a week, yeah. maybe four. And I still have friends who are in the police department. I have a lot of friends who live in New York. Uh, I have friends who have left New York because of this. So now you get all these politicians who wants to defund the police, right? Uh, the mayor here, Adams, former police officer, um, does not want that. Yeah. Um, he knows what it takes. He knows what is needed to be done. He, he went on his, his platform was, I'm going to lower the crime rate. I'm going to fight crime. I'm going to be that guy. You know, and people have to real, people have to realize. You know, when when crime is down, you know, the city makes money. Right. You know, people go out. Yeah. Tourism's up. Yep. I remember restaurants are flourishing. I tell you what, I remember when Mayor Giuliani uh, first became mayor. I didn't really care for him. I'm not gonna lie to you, because you know, but but he did he did do some really great things for the city of New York. He cleaned it up, and then Bloomberg, simple simple, continue it. Don't don't change it if the, you know if nothing's broken. Right, right. Don't we'll change it. it. Right. You know, I had people that actually came up to me and goes, you know, you know, Alan, I got to tell you, I feel safe being out on the street at 
nine o'clock after I finish dinner. I don't have to worry about. I don't have to look right. over my shoulder. Right. Those same people now they're like, I don't go out. Right. <laughs> I'm not going out. Right. You know. I've been to the city since COVID hit. Um, I walk when I walk. I I, I'm, I walk. I'm like, ah. You know, I see these guys. Well, you have a cop mentality, right? Like, yeah, you know, I do because even when I, you know, the funny thing you say, cop mentality. When I, if I, it, it, it drives some of my friends crazy. But when I sit at a restaurant, I try to have my back like on the wall and I'm facing I, the I door. Do I face the door. I do it. And also, not because someone's going to cap my ass. I just want to see everything that's happening. In front right, of me. but I also kind of like not size you up. Right, right. But I know like what you're wearing. Uh huh. All right, Jeremy's got those glasses on today. All right, guy's hot, whatever. Yeah. No, it's in my head. Be afraid, Alan. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, I You wouldn't believe how many dates I only had first dates, and that was it because... Because you they, had to do that. Because they thought I was not interested in them. Right, right. They thought I was checking you're out. You're always checking out other girls. Yeah. You're really you know, checking out. You're you know, just, the scene. Yeah, I'm just looking, you know, and I'm kind of... I'm talking to you, and I'm, my eyes over there. I'm looking, looking, looking. And then, you know, the ones that I did go out with quite a while, they realized, like... Wow, you, you, do you ever shut that clock off? Do you punch out? Yeah. You know, you're not. I yeah. go, it's hard. It's right. hard. Yeah. You know, but back to that thing about you know the city now. So there's a there's a that it, there's this Asian community that probably voted always Democratic. Yeah. So they, the ones that did vote or do vote, they vote Democrat. You know, that was it. Yeah. But because. These people now that are, are in government office are saying, um, we don't like the school system because uh, you Asian kids are getting into the schools and, you know, and you're passing, you get high grades. And, uh, you know, and we don't think we need the, that much money for the cops and we want to fund the police. And so now there's violence against Asians. Some of the Asians are taking the kids out of public schools because they can't get into the top right. public schools. Right. So they're sending them to private schools. So what they are seeing or hearing, I should say, a lot of these people that might have voted Democrat are going to vote Republican right. because they want law and order. They want, you know. Kind of what Trump preached for four years. He did. Law and order. He did. But, you know, as one friend of mine says, he can't keep his fucking mouth shut. No. Well, that's his biggest problem. You know. And I he, said I don't want him to run again. I don't want him. I, no. You know, you know, you know what the funny thing is? I... You know, I voted for Trump. Don't get me wrong. No, I, 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 I am just I'm indifferent on him. He's just, I'm, I don't belong to a political party. In, yeah. I haven't in years. Okay? Yeah. Um, but people ask, well, what are you then? You know, because uh, you're you're retired law enforcement. You must be Republican. He goes, well, no, I, I don't belong to any Republican. I don't belong to any party anymore. Right. And he goes because I don't back the blue though. I back the blue. <laughs> right. But I also tell because you know why I don't belong because I don't want you, whatever party you are, telling me how I got to vote. Right. I don't like this woman or this guy. I'm not voting. I'm not voting. You don't right. tell me. Well, you have to go across the line. You have to be a line. You got to go that right. blue or that red. I said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Right. But, you know, people say, well, what are you? Listen, I'm not all the way to the left. I'm not all the way to the right. If you Centric. want if you want to call me, yeah, call yeah. me moderate, call me whatever. Yeah. But you know what? One day I could vote for this. I was a big John McCain fan, okay? Uh, some people are like, well, okay. And I, when I say big fan, I respected him a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, POW. POW. Yeah, Could have yeah. left early. Right, but right. And, then, and then when this guy goes, uh, well, you weren't a war hero. You're a loser because you were a prisoner of right, war. Like, I'm like, what did you just say? Right, right. You can't say that. Right. And then at a rally. Um, they found the retarded guy. He, oh, he, oh uh, uh, I'm going to say Pakistani-American family. Yeah. Son's like dead. Right, I mean, Purple Heart, the whole thing, right? 
wasn't a hero. Like, totally, like, embarrassed and insulted the family. I'm like, what are you doing? This guy gave his life to the country. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, God, shut your mouth. Okay, in response to all that, right? this is where I feel the Democrats could say all this, and there's no repercussion. They don't. Uh, there isn't. But sometimes there is. Because uh, I'll go back. Where? I, I go at it with everything. You like Whoopi Goldberg, like the View. These fucking women say the dumbest shit every day. I, you will watch the View at all, at all. No, I just saw. Okay. I see the highlights on. The, on okay, Twitter. you watch. Okay, that's what I was gonna I'm say. I'm gonna sit down and watch that. No, crap. no. <laughs> but you, if you watch the highlights, or if you know, it's pretty good sometimes. So if I'm in the office, right, I'll have the TV just to keep me company. So I'll put on the. Let's say I put on the. Like maybe at that moment that day, yeah. I'll have the View for the first five minutes. Just five minutes. Just to see, like, the... the Where are they going with that? Right, right, right. And then, okay, now you just got me angry. Now I got got to change the channel. But then again, all right, then if I put put on the other channels, like, whether it be Fox or... Right. right, You guys just made me angry. All right, I'm angry again. You know, stop, stop. And then what I learned a long time ago, someone says, you know, do you watch the news? I'm a news junkie. Right. I do. But, but, I said, I watch the local news, okay? I go, I believe in the local news. If you ever compare the local news to CNN, CNBC, right. Fox, they're not really news channels. They're not, they might have started off in their career as journalists, some of them, but if you really think about it, they're giving their opinions. It's all opinion. Right. Yeah. So that's not news. No. Nope. I keep telling you, it's a show. Right. About an event or about something. It's not news. Well, watch like Channel 8, right? Right. They'll report news. Correct. Right. Um, you can see a slant in it for sure. Once in a while, you do right, right, right. But it's you know it's local stuff, right. Channel Twelve, local stuff. But right. they, they slant stuff too, right? But it's a slant to me, right? To your point, then you go to you know six thirties ABC nightly news, right? And it's just all a fucking crap. It's it's all opinions. Oh, yeah, like they might report on a flood or right. you know something, right. but then it's just like it's just like oh. But I always David told- Muir like drives me nuts. I can't watch him anymore. No. But I used to be like oh. You watch the local news, they'll say, yes, this president lost the election. Now the new president's going to be getting sworn. That's it. That's news. Yeah. But when someone goes, I think he it was fixed. I think there was fraud. Blah, blah. Wait, that's your opinion. Right. Again. Right. So the problem with us. But Fox is that way now, too. Fox is they're, they're, all opinions. I think they're everything, all. But, everything but, is. But here's yeah, the problem. Though. Nationally. Right. So the problem I have with is that us as news watchers, if we're good that day, we have to be able to like, whoa, 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 time out. That's your opinion. That's what you're saying. Right. Um, that's not news. Again, right. I want to know the news. Give me the news. Now, I got no problem. I, I love watching when they have, let's go to the videotape. Remember that? Oh, yeah. But, but, uh, Warner, Warner, Warner Wolf. Wolf. Warner Wolf. Wolf. Let's yes. go to the, give me go some to the video videotape. Tape. Give me some videotape. Yeah. And, and then I'll make my own opinion. Right. But don't tell me this was what happened. This is what happened. Believe half of what you see and nothing uh, what you so read. I, so, again... Yes, I do watch all those um, CNN, CNBC. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also said, okay, that was an opinion. And then I get a little angry, and I change the channel. Yeah. And I get angry again. And then I have to, like, towel off and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> towel and, off. Yeah, you know, got to towel <laughs> off, right? That's it. Oh, my God. I get worked up. I, I do, too, sometimes. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm watching this. I get worked up on the sports shows that start interjecting politics in it. And... This happened today, or maybe it was yesterday. It was Colin Coward on Fox, right? Oh, yeah. FS1. Right. I've been watching him pretty much since he was at ESPN. I like him. He's fine. Yeah. But he's very opinionated. And for the last three years, 
he has been denouncing everyone that's anti-vax. Right. I am not vaccinated. Okay. I think I made the right choice. Okay. After three years. I've told the story before. I'll tell it really quickly. My brother took a vaccination, had a really bad reaction to it. Woke up in a hospital like four hours later, anaphylactic shock. Oh, like God. Days before I was supposed to get mine. I'm like, I'm right. not doing this. Right. My doctor signed off on it. He's like, you're good. Just, you know, just be careful. Right. right. So obviously the Aaron Rodgers shit comes out. You know, he's he's whatever. They start crushing him online. They start crushing Djokovic, the tennis player, all these people. Well, this motherfucker yesterday says, he, I don't know what he was relating it to, but he goes, you know, it's kind of like. You know, people that didn't get the vaccine. Like, you know, like, I get it. Like, you have a stand and, you know, maybe today right. uh, it looks like, you know, there are some things where you might be right about. You know, like, like, like right. totally like, like making it like I never fucking talk shit about this in the past. Right. Like, dude, come on. Like, will anyone ever come out? Like, the WHO has come out and said kids don't need it. But CDC hasn't confirmed. Like, when are we flipping the script and be like, all right, this was a huge mistake, you know. People are dying because of it. Right. It's just proven. Right. It's actually proven. Right. Like, but but you don't see it on CNN. You right. don't see it on MSNBC. Right. You really don't even see it on Fox. Right. Like you just. But it's out there. The information's out there. Correct. And people have died from the vaccine. Are the number of people that died from coronavirus is that a legitimate number, or were deaths? I mean, I remember like I remember the jokes on the internet in the first year of COVID, like. Some dude was like through a windshield of a car and like underneath said died of COVID, you know, because like right. it was just getting shocked. Well, Everyone that died of COVID, died died of COVID. Well, so those numbers of who got who've had COVID, right? Those aren't really accurate numbers. No, there is, a, because there's a, don't forget now. There's a lot of people that have had it, never reported it. But know? there's also people that test positive five times, correct? And they get chalked up five yeah. times, correct? Now. In the same, like... Right. COVID. Now, let me ask you this. Um, so, you never gotten the shot. Did you ever get COVID? Yes. Oh, you did? How many? Once, twice, three? Oh. Uh, I got it once. Okay. I didn't even know I had it. Okay. I had to get it because my girlfriend, who was vaccinated, right. was getting hip surgery. So, right. she had to get tested. She had to get it because she had... So, COVID. she got tested. She was positive. Right. She's like, you might as well... She, she had to delay her surgery by six weeks. Ugh. So, she said, you might as well get tested. I tested. I had it. I'm like, I felt nothing. And... Right, Alan. Let's look at me. I'm not in the best shape in the world. No, but there but were like, people who had it that didn't even know they had right. it. I didn't right. know I had it. No. Okay. So here's my thing with that. Um, me personally, if you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. It's up to you. That's your right. I'm a big believer right. in that. Yeah. Okay. Now, in, for my line of work, I I felt I had to get it. I also got it January 6th yeah. in New York. The day of, so that's why I'll always remember it, the day of. Oh, 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 when you were there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, of course, that was the day they, they went into the you know Congress and all that. Right. But what I'm getting at is I didn't know I had it for like three days because it didn't, it didn't hit. Right. So let's just say it was a Wednesday, I think it was. I didn't feel anything until Monday, Sunday night, late, late, late Sunday night. And then, I, so now me, because just, that's just me now. So now I got it. Get the t- I don't know that yet, but Monday I go get the test. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, congratulations, you got it. Oh, wow. So now they tell you to backtrack, you know, where you think you might have gotten it, who you came in contact with. So I'm, me, I'm just saying this is me. I'm the guy that goes, all right, so 72 hours. I'll even go further. I'll go 84 hours. I'll go over there. So now I'm like, 
Hey, Jeremy, yeah. just so you know, I got it. I was at the bar. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember hey. we had to do all that stuff. So I did Contact all that. tracing. Well, okay, so you did the yeah. same. Oh, yeah. So here's my thing. In the beginning, I did, yeah. Right. Like, then I was but, just like, but, whatever. But, but there's people I know that never said they had it, but yet they're, they're coming out. And I'm like, come on, man, you can't do that. I got I got eighty five year old parents. I can't you know right. uh, hang out with you. If I get it, I'm gonna get it. All right, I worry about that. But to fight against you on that a little bit, yeah, go ahead. It's like the flu and the cold. Like, right. I think people generally like you know, if you had the flu, like if if you went home and three days later you caught a cold, a common cold, right, right. Would you call me? No, no. Okay, no. I think that's where we're at now. Like, okay, like I get it. COVID was. On our minds, 90% of the day for a year and a half, if not two years, right? right? So I did a show with the Rum Runners, and one of the guys on the Rum Runners the next day got COVID, and I was called about it, which was perfectly fine. I think it's decent. I didn't get it from that. Right. But he sat right here. Right. And I didn't get it. I tested myself, whatever. But like now it's like, they don't talk about it anymore. No, but you know what it is? Today, it's maybe a little... Like, if I got COVID, if I got COVID three days from now... Right. Sorry, Alan, I might not call you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got my shots. I had my booster and all that. No, but but, but here's what I'm getting at. So, I'm talking in the early stages of it. Right. No, I I, I think everyone was pretty much... I think you should call. Yeah. Okay. But maybe today... Okay. But my thing is, like... So, like, some of my friends or whatever, like, yeah, I had it. When? When did you have it? When did you have it? Because I had it, like, a month and a half ago. More than half. So now in my mind, you, you talking to me? I'm talking yeah. to you. But in my mind, I'm doing my mathematics now. Yeah. I'm doing my calendar thing now. I'm like, yeah. well, well, bro, right. you, 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 you with me hanging out? I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? You know? And again, yeah, but you got the shots. I go, yes, I do. But my parents, you know, that's, I think my parents, of, of course, you know. And we know the shots don't don't get, prevent you from getting it. No, right. no. You, but, can, but still, I'm you like, can still pass but, it on. But why didn't you say something? You know, right, and that's right. what I'm saying. You know. And uh, and, I, and I'm glad you're okay, right? Um, but uh, you know, you could have told me. And like you said, well, it's, you know, the cold and the flu, I, I get it. But I think at least with the flu and the cold, I know how to treat it. Maybe that's just my thought way of thinking. Yeah. But with the with COVID, I'm like, my things are going through my head. Because when I went through that COVID, I don't know about you, but um, I lost nine pounds, which is great. Oh, you, you, it beat you up. It beat me up. Yeah, yeah. But plus the other thing, me, it didn't. But do you know the other thing is? I wish I lost nine pounds. I lost nine pounds. <laughs> And then I and then and then I didn't want to eat no more because I didn't want to eat anymore. You know why? Oh, you lost your taste. I didn't. I lost my taste. Yeah, that's and like the weirdest thing. That it came is the from weirdest that. thing. Can you imagine? Which eating, tells you it came from a lab. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the most garlicky food that you can think and of. You couldn't taste and it. I don't even. You could have told me it, it tastes like ice cream, and I and I believe you. It was definitely scientifically. Developed. No, I know, I know. But you know. <laughs> and by the way, so here's the funny thing. Um, the day before your place shut down, yeah, for COVID that Monday, yeah. I was, I was. No, no, it was the no, it was the sixteenth, I think. Yeah, it was a Monday. It wasn't. Yeah, the parade. That was the, the parade. So we the parade was canceled, right on the fourteenth. Right. I know it was my mother's birthday. Okay. That was our last night. That Monday was the last night. We the were reason open. I'm getting because we closed St. Patty's Day. Okay, I was there the day before. So the Sunday. Yes, the fifteenth. Right. Yep. I was there the day before. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe it. Which you, uh, all you SBC listeners, that was probably his last day ever being in Stonebridge Restaurant. Not true. <laughs> I, I don't see this gentleman anymore. I don't know if Josh is uh, blowing him in the back parking lot. Mm. But, uh, Alan's, uh, that's his new spot, which which is fine. It's no. a conversation for another well, day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. no, I don't know. But you know what? 
Uh, I always tell people, you know, when it comes to, where do you, where do you go? I go, well, I like Stonebridge, I like SBC, and, uh, you know, and I like a couple other places. And, and but, but I will say We're that. We're all friends downtown. No, no, I no. Love, I love everyone. Downtown. I can't believe that you guys know, you all know each other for years. Years. I, you told me the story, but then Josh told us, I've known these guys for 16, 17 years. Yeah. And then I, and then I find out, which is, I got to say, a, a credit to Stonebridge. So you, Campy, Jonathan, the, the waiter. The waiter, right? Yep. yep. Carmen, and Carmen. who? Carmen. Yes, but yep. also, and then the, the one little woman I like a lot. Emily. She, no, uh, she uh, became a nurse. Maria. Oh, uh, Maria was there. Okay. Yep. But here's the funny thing. So as you know, you guys have been there for years. Too long. Well, it's never too long because this long. can't be. It must be good. What I'm getting is I'm playing. I don't have a pension of an NYPD ah. to retire. <laughs> well, then you have to talk to the big boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what I'm getting is like I was very impressed with that. Yeah. Because. Coming from a family that that we've had a restaurant, they've been in the, they were in the restaurant business. My family in New York, but what I'm getting at is like, nobody stays that long. No, not even close. You don't see it anywhere, right? right. So like in Manhattan, my 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 godson's father says I've known him since 2000. I think he's worked for like seven or eight restaurant bars yeah. in Manhattan. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and then like when I when I told him that you guys, including Josh from SBC, I was like. Yeah, he's been here for 16, 17. He's been here for 20. I think yeah. Campy's the, the most. So safe. I've been, this is my, this. I'm 23 years. Campy, 23. Campy's 24. John's wow. even more. John the server is like 25, 26. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. In, in this kind of industry, it is no, amazing. No, that, that, that's right. big. So I've had people that I knew, like, let's say 15, 20 years ago, right? Right. That I haven't seen for 15, 20 years. Right. Because they got married, had kids, right. did the family thing. And now their kids are of age where they don't have to babysit them anymore. And they, they're coming back out. And they're like, you're still fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what happened to you? I thought you died. He goes, no, I had a kid. I go, oh, it makes sense. I enjoy going there. And I, and I will tell you the truth. So coming from New York, getting home late to right Milford. Yeah, were you coming off the train or? No, no, I'm oh, driving. driving? Yeah. I'm driving. And, and the funny thing is, like, a couple times, you guys were always great. I would come in, like, and he goes, yeah, the kitchen's closed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I uh, know. Yeah. yeah, but it's 9.20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kitchen's closed. Sorry. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's Tuesday. You know, yeah. I got it. I, I think our it. kitchen guys probably get paid twice of what the SB guy, SBC <laughs> kitchen guys get paid. So, so then a couple times, like, I said, all right, let me go get, all I wanted was a burger. You yeah, know, no, I got you. So, I would go to, like, uh, SBC, and, and I don't know Josh from a hole in the wall now. Right. So, I'm going, like, He's got. He's got. He's I don't got, think Josh knows himself from a hole in the wall. Sometimes. <laughs> well, he's I got love like you, Josh. He's it. got like three different <laughs> ball games. Which I'm a baseball fan, not just a Yankee fan, but I love baseball. Period. So I love watching. Did baseball. you learn to get bet against Josh if he's betting? We bet with each other. Oh God. Yeah. Well, no wonder you're still working. Well, we we we've won money, <laughs> believe it or not, and we almost won last night. By the way, if, how'd you lose last night? It, it's a pool. Oh, oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Connecticut. Because Hurley Jr. or son, I get it. He's killing the clock. If somebody oh, would scored. just foul them and score the two points, yeah, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, final score, yeah, fifteen grand. And that little white boy would have drained those two free throws. Oh, of course too. he could. Oh, he could have yeah. sunk, sunk from the other side of the court. Yep. He's a Hurley man. Oh my God! I looked at him. He looked at me. And I'm like, I won nothing. I was in four pools. I won. It was four people involved, so like we all chipped in. Right. We hit two numbers the whole tournament, and they were early. Um, I don't know. I think we spent like two sixty a person. I think I'm getting a hundred bucks back, mm-hmm. but whatever. It's fun. Well, like we, we got a little more time. Win. I got to talk about. Um, Go ahead. Um, the espresso martini thing, right? Yes. So I listened to when you had Phil. Yeah. Right. So it was it was great. It was a great show. 
And, uh, but of course, I couldn't wait to see Josh that night. I go, hey, hey, guess what? I go, what? I go, I was listening to Jeremy's podcast, and uh, they were talking about, you know, Espresso Martina contest, blah, blah, blah. I go, oh, yeah. And he goes, guess what? Jeremy says you're the early favorite. And he goes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Oh, can't, can't put second that. We love his. So, yeah. anyway, um, so he goes, you know, you're going to be my assistant. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be assistant. <laughs> and then, so the funny thing, we get there, and um, he's prepping and everything. And, like, people, like, he knows everybody, just like you do, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So people from Citrus, from whatever, show hey, Josh. And I'm like, hey, hey, no talking. Right, yeah. Get away, step away, step back, back off, back off. I'm he's, a security. He's I'm making, a, yeah, I'm like security. I'm, yeah. I'm like a middle-aged old man here. I'm like, come on, get off, back away, back away. You're and still sizing like, everybody up, though. Oh, God, oh, I saw him, I saw him. But you know the funny thing? But I told him, I go, I go, I'm going to tell you right now. I go, your main competition is Strega. Oh, yeah. And everybody even said that. I well, said, I mean, the thing is, like, like Strega and um, uh, what's her name from uh, Flipside? Uh, Stephanie. Right. They, 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 I said this from the day we started this. Pretty much they're all the same. Right. They're going to be using all the same ingredients unless they bring something else in. I agree. You know, so you got to have some flash and flair. Right. And... Like this guy, like the guy from Doug, he brought up like a tray of like desserts and like you know, like you talking flip side. No, no, I'm talking Doug from uh, Strega. Oh yes, and then and then Stephanie did the same thing. She had like all these nice little you know rim things and stuff like that. No, I think everyone did a great job because he Uh, because someone goes well, well, what should we have done differently? I don't know edibles. I don't know something. (laughs) Jeez, man, don't go first. But you know the funny thing is, and I will say that this don't take this the wrong way. So towards the when we're at the uh, table where he's, we're handing out the drinks, yeah, right? Yeah. So I look over there. I'm like, oh, can't be sitting over there. What's he doing? None of us. Oh, no, there was like a fundraiser? We didn't know it was a fundraiser. thing, yeah. So I kind of like, wow, you know, I wish you guys had told us. Right. I go, because as people are coming for drinks, like, hey, hit that table, hit the table, go to that table. Because I'm, I'm big with that, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I find out, like, at the very end, it was for Well, me. you were too focused on getting Josh and, yeah, and but clearing the crowd reason. from him and shit. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? I mean, nah, a, we raised some good money. No, did you? Good. Absolutely, absolutely. So now, are you guys going to do another one next year, you think? Uh, we'll definitely do that thing again. Uh, I think everything's going to be, like, kind of pushed towards summertime, though, because we. We sold out in a day and a half. Amazing. And without the patio open, we can't hold all those people. I don't think we'll run it the same way. I think we'll just have a strict competition and not like have all these samples because right. that was like a lot of work for me. Like, I saw I was, you. Like, yeah, I was running around like an asshole. You were running night. around. Yeah. Uh, um, I just want like eight bartenders come in, you know, maybe even have them bring in their own, not booze, but, you know, there's a million different Kaluas out there. There's a million different Baileys if you like putting Baileys in, whatever you want to do, like, and just focus on that. Uh, but we're going to be doing uh, – there's a uh, Bee's Knees, not a contest, but a Bee's Knees dinner coming up. Is that the 20s theme? Yes, yeah. I heard that And on the then we're doing a uh, – I think we're doing a margarita contest right around Cinco de Mayo. We haven't announced really? it yet, but somewhere around there, yeah. And then uh, definitely the espresso martini thing was such a hit. Well, everyone loves those, so we'll definitely do that again. Uh, my personal favorite of, of Stonebridge is when you guys do the Havana night. Yes. Uh, I don't work it anymore, though. Really? Yeah. It's too much. Oh, is it too much? Yeah, I can't do the cigar smoke in my face all oh, night. Oh, really? See, I... Uh... Yeah. It, 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 it is actually quite a hit, though. Oh, uh, Phil's done a great job with it. The music's great. You know, you're a live yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, And I'm... And I am the food, a... we do some Cuban food. Uh, I, the... We do the cigar roller. Yep. Uh, we do Cuban I drinks. I think they're from Stanford, that uh, group. Yes, cigars. they are, yeah. Because I've yeah. met them. 
So yeah, no, it's a it's a great time. I just I hung on my cleats on that night. <laughs> it's it's you know what it is. It's hectic, and believe me, I work enough hectic nights as it is. And this one, I'll tell you off air, really my thoughts on it, but uh, I won't do it on. So, Alan, I think you need to come back on the show. We're almost at an hour and a half. And really? We, I got notes on here that uh, I don't want to run this too long, so I'm going to finish with my little spiel. Oh, we didn't even touch your, the subject that we were supposed to? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is great. This means you're uh, going to be a repeat guest. I've had plenty of those, but uh, I love talking to you. I, awesome. I enjoy you. Listen, yeah. I, love how, I love you guys. You guys are great. Yeah. Always treated me well. Always. So, story of the news today. I talk a lot about uh, – <laughs> I talk. it just seems to come up a lot, but uh, transgenderism in the world. So uh, Kid Rock was seen with a rifle shooting Bud Light bottles in his backyard. Yeah. Uh, over the fact that Bud Light has now hired – I think her name is Dylan Mulvaney. Apparently she has like 10 million followers on Instagram. Uh, she's transgender. She's been transgender now for 365 days, and Bud Light made, like, a bottle with her image on it or a can or something. I don't fucking know. This girl, like, was in a bathtub drinking Bud Light all over the internet and then did another ad for them, if you want to call it an ad. It's not really an, you know, right. it's not an in-your-face ad on TV, but it's, you know, on the internet. Right. And uh, I, I don't – look, I don't care. I really don't. Like, I don't drink Bud Light, so I could care less. Right. Obviously, Kid Rock does. Now he's, like, saying I'm going to drink Miller Light. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> What's the difference? It's fucking shit water in a can. Uh, but at some point, just realize... Well, I love Kid Rock. I do. Like, we, we, we're we aligned politically. But at some point, just, just realize that this is kind of the world we live in now. And social media has... like. If there wasn't social media and this transgender person right. was just being transgender, right. no one would know her. No. Right? No, absolutely not. But with 10 million followers, that keys the corporate people at Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch to say, hey, maybe we should recognize this. And maybe there's a niche or a crowd that we haven't found. So when I first saw the – I actually saw this on Instagram, the, the girl in her video. I've seen her before too. Like, she did something with, like, uh, some other – she's, like, Broadway or something. And I'm like, you know, she's just kind of over the top, whatever, not for me. Right. But I've come to realize that I don't really care anymore. Right. Like, I don't – I just don't care. Like, be who you want to be. Um, I, th- I mean, there's a whole other side of me that was a whole other day for a whole other conversation about the woke. Like, no one even knows what that really means and what's going on in the world. But if Bud Light chooses to hire her and that pisses you off so much you got to shoot their bottles with your gun, then fucking have at it, I guess. But, like, I'm just, like, just don't care because, like, I know it's not going to change. So I'm not going to let it fucking fire me up anymore because it used to. I'll be fucking 100% honest with you. I'm just tired of it. I, like, can I say, I, it used to bother me too. Right. Now I just shook my head. I, yeah, I'm just that's what I did. I shook my head. I'm like, okay. I mean, this literally man who is a woman now right. is sitting in a hot a bubble bath drinking Bud Light with her image on it in a bikini and she has no breasts because she's a man. Right. <laughs> like, so, so, <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, nothing shocks me anymore. 
but I thought this was a funny comment by Ben Shapiro, who is a very, very, very far right Jewish person, actually. Says, uh, <laughs> uh, basically, Bud Light is piss water uh, masquerading as beer. Hires man masquerading as a woman. <laughs> and that's coming from a former economics professor. Remember that? Yeah. 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 So, guys, my, my thing to you is we see this shit. Who cares? Whatever. It's, it, it's not going to change. So no. you can go on and be a, a commentator. Like, I, I, you know, I've been doing the show for two years. And my biggest thing with transgender is the, the, the sports side of it. Right. I could care less what you want to do on the other side. Right. I just don't want biological men competing against biological women. And I can't believe the feminists haven't stood up for this yet, which bothers me. Other than that, you want to be a girl, go be a girl. Bud Light pays you millions of dollars. Fuck, man. That makes me jealous. But other than that, Alan, thanks so much for coming Thank on you. the show today. Uh, thanks for your service, 20 years, NYPD. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would love to have you on again, buddy. I would love to come back. Yeah. You, uh... next, next week, I got a show. You might want to listen to it. It's about... Uh, Shutting down Asian parlors and and sex trafficking. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. When I do there's come a girl back, from Fairfield. When that I is, do uh, come back, I will tell you the ones in New York that we used to raid once in a while. You know, part of our yeah. You know, organized crime. Actually, if you could give me uh, after the show, just text me some of the stories yeah. or tell me some stories yeah, I that I could uh, relate to this Definitely. woman that's fighting against this stuff. That'd be awesome. They're probably from New York too. Yeah, maybe. a lot of the uh, groups came from New York and they. Branched out into Jersey suburbs, yeah. Connecticut. She's suburbs. in like Fairfield, Hamden, yeah, and fighting down it all. to Westchester. Yeah. But when you look at their arrest record, uh, they put the information of where they come from. Yeah, a lot of them are from New York. Well, I'm sure it's yeah. a big city, uh, big city. with a Flush, small heart. Most of them flushing and so forth. Flushing <laughs> yeah. Al, thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Have a Thank great you. weekend. Enjoy spring. Thank Weather's you. coming. Yes, can't wait. Peace out.